Something's wrong with you, man. <laughs> I mean, look. I'm just hmm, I'm trying to mm-hmm. not make sure um seeing this right in my mind. Because <laughs> you said I gotta think about taking small kids on boats. What's going on, everybody? Welcome <laughs> to another episode of Fear the Hive 1155. I am one of the co-hosts, Dom. And this laughing, oh. this this guy laughing next to me is Steven. Oh my gosh. How y'all doing today, man? Y'all coming in hot today, I'm telling you. <laughs> Boy. Y'all, y'all not the word. We weren't even supposed to be recording yet, but um we were in the middle of this conversation. Dominique says to me, I'm going on a cruise. Like, all right, you going on a cruise? You you and the wife, or, or you and your wife and your kids. She's like, oh, yeah, no, me and the two oldest kids. I said, okay. <laughs> so what are you going to do with the other kids? I said, my sister and my aunt, my family is going to take care of them. Cool. Everything is fine at that moment. <laughs> and then Dominique says, I have this thing about taking small kids on boats. Absolutely. Because I, they're going to jump over, and I'm going to have to jump over after them. At which point, I could not control my laughter <laughs> because it sounded like his look, expectation. His kids were going to be so overwhelmed by the beauty of the ocean that they would climb up to the top of what, if I'm correct, is a four or five foot rail and jump 200 feet to the ocean. Look, I don't know. I don't know. How, look, my kids do a lot worse than that. So, you know, I, I, I don't know how they get up there. But I look like I always catch them in the act of something like super dangerous. And so I'm always and yeah, my my nerves are not this is vacation. So so what you're saying is you fully expect your your kids to be Mm -hmm. on the top deck. Yep. Ignoring all the people and the water and the games and the food and the music behind them and jump over the rail to the ocean. That's where my mind goes, yes. Whether or not they actually I'm so glad they're not coming. <laughs> if for nothing other than your yeah. peace of mind. So so people ask me, like, yo, why are you so on edge? Like when, when you're in public with your kids, it's like, look, my mind goes straight to the top of the, of the po- not possible list. Yeah, what is the worst thing that they could possibly do? That's what I'm thinking they're going to do. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting them to do. So, so, so then everything under that is nothing. It's, it's no problem. So I expect... Lucky. So plan for the win. If I yeah. expect them to do the worst stuff and they don't, then I win. <laughs> I win. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Oh, man. Oh, yo. So now that we're live, I told you I had something else for you, right? Oh, what, what we got? What we got? All right, guys. My wife hasn't even seen this. Uh-oh. Debuting a new look. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you come home. <laughs> I'm glad you come home. What I will say though is I like I like the I like the look. I was you, you, <laughs> the presentation. I mean I've seen a lot of Hey, I've gone. I've, I've I've gone bald presentations before. <laughs> Yours is 
way up there on the list. Pull that joint off like you had gone and got that insurance fraud uh, spray on wave joint. Yeah, <laughs> you going fresh too. Any you have, any you have a time to tan right? Like, <laughs> oh, that was the crazy thing. Like I was cutting it off. I was like, I need to go sit in the sun. Like it's uneven right now. <laughs> it's probably real smooth right now too. Super smooth. Super. Okay, so here's the question: Did you use clippers? Did you use a razor? Or did you use one of those rotating things? I used one of the rotating things. Yes. Which one did you use? Because mine just with Kaputsky. I've had it for a year. I bought mine some time ago off of Amazon. I have no mm. idea. But. And I'm not plugging them, even though I'll take a sponsorship. Now that you got two ball guys, you know, it'd be great. <laughs> um, it's called Freebird. I've been eyeing that thing. Okay. All right. Bet. Yep. We'll, we'll look into that because mine, like I said, mine just, as you can tell, I have too much hair at the moment. And um, uh, yeah, uh, need to need to replace it. So Freebird, I want my I want my money. I want my money. I, I'm so glad that you came home, though. It looks good. You look very aerodynamic i like it did you say aerodynamic <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you why I'm swimming so okay no okay so this this will not be your traditional uh fear of the hive sports podcast today um but i would like to say that shikari richardson in her natural hair much better than shikari richardson in the braids although she didn't look bad in the braids that natural hair Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Just just the natural stuff is good. Like yeah. nails, all that was it was it was a bit too much. Well, I mean, I, I like the change up. I don't have a problem with the nails. That's her persona. I get it. But the change up, I was like, okay, I I, I yeah. support whatever it is you're trying to do with your hair because I know hair journeys are a thing. They're a whole thing. So I'm glad that she won. I'm glad Ooh. that she. <laughs> I'm glad that she won. I'm glad that she went natural. I'm glad that you're going natural. I'm happy all around. <laughs> hey man, look, I'm just happy I don't have to. Well, I haven't been going to the barbershop in forever, but uh, yeah, it just got to a point where I was like, you know what, I'm I'm just done having hair too. Like I I could care less at this point. Like whatever, man. Whatever. Did I tell you about the last time I went to the barbershop? When it was almost a year ago, because I don't anybody that knows me, I don't do barbershops. I in college when I was broke, I learned how to cut my hair into. Mm. I learned how to fade my hair. And so ever since then, I've either been going bald or I've been fading my hair, right? I only go to a barbershop to get a lineup if I go, and I only, I, I very rarely go. Mm -hmm. But I was working, you know, doing church stuff, doing family stuff. So I hadn't cut my hair in a while. Just had this thing we were supposed to be going to. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go to the barbershop and get a real haircut, right? So I made an appointment on an app, which, first of all, mm. I didn't know that we, I didn't know that's what we had to do anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like that's, it's a thing. Okay. So I made my appointment. <laughs> I, I resigned myself to paying the $45 for the haircut. $40 plus the $5 tip. Okay. What? Man. Okay. Whatever. So, so I said this a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. So went there, got the haircut. He lined me, you know, he did all the good stuff. And then about 20 minutes into the haircut, he brings out an index card. 
And I'm going, oh, I know what he did. Oh, I've never seen this before. I know where you're going. Yep. And all of a sudden, he brings out an aerosol can. Yep. I've never seen this before. <laughs> this and is this good. man this sprays on my hairline. <laughs> now, <laughs> let, let me be clear. I, I, I choose to be bald. I can grow my hair out and whatnot. And my hairline is not hard to mm-hmm. like do. Like It can be done. So I was confused as to why this man is spraying <laughs> a hairline on me. He didn't even ask you. It's me. Like my hairline was like my hairline was trash. Like 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 my hairline was suffering from global warming. Like it was uneven on all sides. Like and so, but the, here's the sad part: when he was done, that joint was crispy. That yeah. joint was tight, and I was like, I was conflicted, right? Because I'm like. Don't first of all, I didn't pay you forty five dollars to disrespect my hairline. I didn't do that. My followers deserve respect. Yeah, but this makeup you done sprayed on my head—that joint is tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But here's what they don't tell you: you got one day, maybe two, because on that second shower, it's done. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's done for. Done. And you and you know what? I'm 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 with you on that because first <laughs> off, I stopped going to the barbershop because I remember when haircuts back when my dad used to take me to get haircuts, they were like seven, eight dollars. And then when I got to college and whatnot, it was like ten, twelve. Okay, okay. And then I moved to Charlotte and then it was like fifteen ish, twenty. And then it got to a point where it was like, yeah, twenty, twenty five. Okay, all right. And then it hit thirty and I was like, Yeah, I'm done. No. Mm-mm. Negative. Yo, yo. You got to make an appointment and you got to come up off of 30, 35 hours. Here's the thing about the appointment. They're always late. They never on time with the Like you can show up for your nine o'clock appointment. Somebody's in the chair. It's like, dude, what's the point of making an appointment if somebody else is in the chair already? I don't know. But what I do know is I don't go to barbershops. Yeah. Nah. You know what I mean? Like I got four clippers. I got like 12 guards. I got the little thing I got to replace for the hair balder, you know. Mm. I got stuff. I can make it look kind of like a real yeah. dude. Yeah. Like, when I'm done with my cut, it looks like I went to the guy that ain't actually got his, you know, <laughs> barber degree yet. Like, he, he like, four hours short. Yet. Yeah, he, like, four hours short. That's how mine look. Like, yeah. sometimes it'd be real good. It'd be eight. Other times, don't nobody say nothing. I don't know what they'd be thinking, but it's all good. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, it's like, yeah, don't... You can say what you want, whatever. I I save Damn. money. I, I I save money. So, but yeah, man. Um, glad that you came on home. Um, looking forward to pictures from the cruise. That's that's gonna be dope. Um, I, you know what? Ironically enough, living in Houston means I'm an hour away from Galveston. Galveston, yeah. A whole bunch of cruises go out. So I was just talking with my wife like a couple of days ago. It's like we don't have to fly in. To go on a cruise, so that like cuts the cost of a cruise in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, we're going out of Canaveral. <clears throat> of course, that's in Orlando. We're in Charlotte. Are y'all gonna fly? Or you gonna drive? Whoa, 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 whoa! What's all this tension I feel in the air? I'll drive. My wife wants to fly. I was about to say, if you want to drive. I'm rest assured your wife wants to fly. I know. <laughs> so it goes. So, so it goes. I'm, I'm trying to figure out 
I, I'm not flying. I, I, we have two airports here in Charlotte. We have uh, Charlotte Douglas mm-hmm. and we have Concord. So uh, guess who might be looking up uh, Allegiant flights? No, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. Why not? Okay. Let me tell you why. I'm assuming going on a cruise that you're going to be taking luggage with you. Yes. Okay. If you're looking at Allegiant, if you don't get the package that already includes your carry-on, which is more than just the regular standard price, <laughs> you have to pay for your carry-on. Carry-on. Mm-hmm. Carry-on. Mm-hmm. And I believe you get one check bag per ticket. Mm-hmm. Right? And only God knows how much that's going to be. So just just know you got to weigh those with the regular, you know, Delta United American oh. flights. Like I don't have anything against Allegiant. I just know I was flying out of Orlando and I had to get like a ticket right then. Like I was in Orlando, I had to fly back. Hmm. I went to the airport and I had a carry-on. I looked at Allegiant. I was about to give my car and it was like, oh yeah, sir, it's gonna be forty dollars for your carry-on. I said, mm. excuse me? Mm. You gonna charge me for my carry-on? <laughs> I'm going to go to United and get my points and get my oh. carry on for free. And I'm going to be in a seat that I'm sure is going to be comfortable. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So just, just look, I'm just saying, may, and maybe they've changed their policies. Maybe I'm stuck in the past. Look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm from the old school. Anything less than eight hours. I can drive. But see, the sad thing is, even if I was to drive, then when I get there, I got to pay for the car to sit somewhere. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But if I fly, I got to deal with the gymnastics of budgeting time. At least, at least on the way back. Flying down there, we're looking at flying in like a day or two early. Mm, and, yeah. And, you know, so that way it's, it's not really a big deal. But, you know, Flying back, like getting off the cruise and then going to the airport, trying to make sure we get there in time and all that other stuff. That's it's 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 mental gymnastics that, you know, <clears throat> I don't know. I'm I'm trying to, you know, it, it might honestly it might come out now if it's a wash. OK, fine. Let's let's fly because, I mean, pay to uh, store the car somewhere. I got to pay for a hotel room anyway. You know, here's the other thing that I don't think you're considering in this whole flying versus driving thing. And this is from not an old man, (laughs) but an older man. (laughs) You know what I started calculating into my drives? It's the cost of my time. Mm. Right. If I've got to drive eight hours, the conservative, uh, conservatively, that's worth $450, $500 on a conservative end. That's how much it's worth. Right. So if my flight is the exact same, or less than that, then I'm flying because mm. it don't make, you know what I mean? Like that, that time thing, you ain't getting them hours back. You, you're not. And so that, that's how I look at it from time to time. Right. I can, I can drive to Atlanta cause I can't find a flight for a hundred dollars round trip. Right. <laughs> but if I could, I wouldn't drive. What? It'd be no- Wait, what happened to the days where you could just hop, you know, go to the airport and pay like $150, $200 for, for a round trip ticket? Like, that's what was happening to me. Capitalism. As, 
And, and that's what that, that's what it was advertised to me as a young man. I was like, oh man, when I move back to the U.S., it's gonna be great. I can just hop on a flight on the weekend, and you know, for like one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks, two hundred dollars, and come on back, and it's gonna be all right. I get here, like, oh, you you want to you want to go from Charlotte to you know, I don't know, Texas, and it's gonna be four hundred dollars round trip. It's like, wait, no, that's not that's not what I I, I saw. It's not what it was advertised. Agreed. Look, look, man, for the <laughs> life of me. The uh, uh, the pricing that is on it's not on demand, but it's you know if a flight costs three hundred dollars three months from now, hmm. back in the day, the same flight would cost three hundred dollars on the day of the flight. Mm-hmm. Right? If I was flying on flying tomorrow, back in the day, and the flight was three hundred dollars, even if I purchased that ticket months ago, it was still almost $300. Like, there's not a whole lot of price variance in that. Like, cause that's the cost of the fr- flight. Gotcha. Not anymore. Not anymore. And that's, I mean, I get it. Maximizing profits, shareholder value, all of that other stuff. But from someone that remembers airports the way that they used to be and that has a large family that flies now, I hate it. Like, <clears throat> I get a flight from Houston to Charlotte round trip for $200 if I book it at the right time. Mm-hmm. If I don't, it's $500. And I don't like that. <laughs> like either either I book it at the right time and everybody's going or I book it at the wrong time and only I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's just how it goes. But I'm, so. I'm, okay, I'm looking up the flights right now. Like <clears throat> flying Sunday, December 17th. <clears throat> Coming back yeah. Oh, you got you got months. You got December, months. December twenty third, dude. This thing's gonna cost five hundred thirty two dollars a person. Okay, wait. What browser are you using? I'm using Chrome. I'm using Chrome. Okay. Are you in like Google Travel or are you in yeah. like Expedia? I'm on American Airlines. Okay. Like so, like like the cost of this flight for four people is almost the same amount as the cruise. Okay, so this is what I think you should do. Drink. <laughs> At some point, that is going to be necessary. But there's this thing that Google does with their travel. If you go into the sec in the, into if you go into Chrome into the Google section of travel, mm. you put in your and you put in your location like your home airport, and zoom out. It'll give you the prices of the cities, right? Uh-huh. And what you're going to find is that if you do it that way. You're going to get a better flight, a better price for your flight, no matter where you go, right? Instead of putting in, I'm flying from Charlotte to Port Canaveral, I'm flying from Charlotte on these days. And then it'll tell you how much it costs to fly to different places from Charlotte on these days. And then you scroll all the way over to Port Canaveral and you click on it and eight out of 10, you're going to find a better price. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're we gonna have to. Uh, yeah, we're gonna have to wrap about that afterwards. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I, look, man, look, look. Tips and tricks that people have bestowed upon me over the years. Some of them work, some of them don't. That one has worked recently <laughs> for me. So, yeah, it's worked recently for me. So, but yeah, no, I'm with you on the whole traveling with kids. Um, kids, man, they uh, they uh, Jesus. Yeah. Can I can, can I tell you? Can I tell you? I was on the phone with a friend of mine mm-hmm. about an hour ago, uh, hour and a half ago, and I was telling him 
to uh he was telling me we were texting he said i'm gonna call you i just gotta give the boys a bath and i mm. was like good job great dadding right great parenting he was like yeah um i need some of that energy and i was like dude enjoy it because once it's gone it's gone right yeah like i'm my kids no longer require my assistance to take a bath and as much as it was the most tiring thing in the world when i was doing it i completely miss it like i'm looking forward <laughs> to, as a grand as a grandfather right yeah uh, helping my kids my grandkids you know doing things so but um yeah i you know i definitely <clears throat> i definitely don't take that any of that for granted the time that i spend with my little ones you know it, and it's interesting because during covid you know they were born around you know covid and whatnot both of them um so and at the time we were working from home so it was nice to be there like 24 7 you know yep. see them grow up every day all day you know and it was it was pretty amazing so i mean that's i, I definitely i definitely feel you on that one yeah man yeah I, I i very much appreciated that time too because you know until then we didn't have the opportunity to to spend that concentrated amount of time with them but it, it was as much as COVID was the challenge of our lifetime or one of the challenges of our lifetime right it was very much a blessing in that regard so mm-hmm. yeah man yeah like I'm, I'm i'm what is it? i'm 34 i've lived through desert storm <laughs> uh y2k 9-11 the housing market crash, mm. COVID. Notice you said Y two K. You didn't mention the two thousand stock market stock market bubble. But go on. Okay, go on. yeah, but and that's the thing. I'm missing some stuff, and I'm already <laughs> I'm already at, at like five lifetime extinction events here. Like, hey man, like, I, I can't. I can't. Like, I'm 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 I'm, t- I'm tired. <laughs> Life fatigue. Yeah, I get it. I, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm tired. Like, uh, you know, it's, it's been thrown around here that if uh, this ne- next variant of COVID comes back, this is possible that shutdowns are coming up, coming again. I'm like, yo, you want to hear what's interesting about that? <laughs> somebody said we're headed. So I was reading. Somebody said we're headed towards that. And I, I can tell you how I know. Mm-hmm. Chicken. What, what's the place that has the. um. The uh, the candles, um, Yankee. Yeah. So somebody noticed that right when COVID hit the first time, right mm-hmm. before the shutdowns, there was a rash of reviews saying that the Yankee candles had no smell. Oh God! <laughs> and it's starting to happen again right now. Yep. Like people going in there, this candle has no spell. One star, one star. I can't smell it. It's not just it's a one star, one star. One, and the dude was like, for the love of God, we're headed back. <laughs> we're going backwards. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever realized that it might not be the candle? It's probably you. But no, the, <laughs> the funny part is I'm looking at that. I'm going, that actually makes sense. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> when have you ever had a Yankee candle that didn't smell like nothing? Let's be let's be very clear. Oh yeah, I, I've never been in the presence of a Yankee candle and didn't know it, lit or unlit, right? Well, so I mean, uh, yeah, we we get our candles from uh, Essence capsules, so 
Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's one of those things where I, I certainly hope not. You know, uh, I don't think. Well, first of all, I'm in Texas. Ain't gonna be no lockdowns. <laughs> Texas is outside, my dude. Right. <laughs> They're like, if you die, if you die, you die. This <laughs> has nothing to do with us. Just go ahead, mask up if you need to. Keep on moving. Keep it moving. <clears throat> we gonna cancel this concert? No, you're just gonna be in here with masks, and you get a vaccine. Vaccine, if you want, we don't care. It's available for you. But you ain't got to take it. But if you want to roll that way, you can. Like, it's up to you. This is, you know, <laughs> republicanism at its best. Government is like, it's available. If you don't want to take it, that's on you. I ain't going to tell you to take it. I mean, you know, oh, yeah. Roll the dice with your health. Oh, yeah. So, but you, but, so speaking of smells. And um, you, you ever. Somebody ever burned something in the microwave and like. Can we talk about it? <laughs> like, Can we talk about it? Like, okay, so here's here's my story. My son he he likes to he likes the cup of noodles, right? So he was your kid too, <laughs> bro. Like, they have a union to I, smoke out <laughs> microwaves. They got a union. They have secret meetings. They text <laughs> each other and they plot this crap out. There's no way you could be this consistently. Um, uh, absent-minded about right, yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. that you can't happen before. But go ahead. No, please. I need to hear yeah, this. So, so, you know, my son, he, he eats noodles like all the time. So I'm like, you know what? Fine. If that's what you want to eat. Cool. Whatever. I can get those, what? Like 20 for, you know, a dollar. So, hey, go for it. Whatever. What do you think? And then he, he he's heating it up. And, and, I, and like I said, I have the uncanny ability to walk in on my kids. And you know what? I think that's like a dad's superpower. <laughs> like we yeah, just Spider Man, yeah, Spidey sense. Like we just show up when when stuff is about to go go crazy. You, you and, like, what what what's going on here? <laughs> pretty much, like I was coming downstairs, I'm just looking. I was like, why is there smoke in the microwave? Mario, what's going on? He was like, oh, I forgot the water. I'm like, you. So you put you put the cup of noodles in the microwave without any water. How would you forget the water? Like how? Please enlighten three me. ingredients to noodles. Noodles, water, seasoning. Hey, <laughs> right? and and then and then the thing about it is when you do that, that smell days. is just yes, days. it stays in your house for days. Like, what's your problem, man? Like, my wife was hot. She came downstairs. She was like, and she didn't care that it happened. She was just like, the smell of my house. It's just gonna smell like this for di- like di- like that, and my wife does not like uh, uh, having fish fries or, mm. or seafood boils because I mean my wife makes a really good seafood boil and she makes good fish fries and all that, but she just knows that that smell stays in the house for days. Yeah, yeah. I don't fry anything in the house because of it. Yeah, and yeah, she's just she, whenever it happens, she's just like yeah. It's, and 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 then my wallet's unhappy because then she goes and buys up all of the candles that she can find that we probably can't smell. So, man, <laughs> Dominique, I'm still upset. Let me tell you why I'm upset. What's up? Like your children, my children like the microwave as well, right? We got an air fryer, we have an oven, but for yeah. some reason they like to use the microwave for for things. And one of the things that they love to eat is macaroni and cheese. Mm. It's easy. 
And no, no, no. Yes, I'm talking about you and I'm on live. So going back over there, let me tell my story. Go. Bye. And so what my children love to do is they love to make macaroni and cheese in the microwave. Right. Mm. But on more than one occasion, Mm -hmm. my children, it happened yesterday. Mm. Yesterday. My child who has done this no less than 50 times. Went to the cupboard. He got the macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. And he put it in the microwave. Mm. And I promise you, he nuked the entire home. It felt like. (laughs) Because I walked back in because I had gone to pick up my son, Sam, from football. or I forgot what I had gone to do. I just know when I got back. It smelled like cheese death in the house. Oh my God. Because he had put it in the microwave and he had cooked it the entire two minutes. Mm. So when it came out of the microwave, it was now molten lava. (laughs) Like a pumice stone that had dried. You know, lava turned pumice stone. Yeah, it was that. And it, I was, you're banned. Mm -hmm. Banned from the microwave. You may not use it under any circumstances unless you ask. You may not use it. You may not touch it. You may not look at it. You may not. You may not dream of it. <laughs> yes, well, I'm and, talking about you going. And and for anybody that's ever so like the smell that that I'm talking about is like if you've ever smelled ammonia. Oh God, it's the worst. That is exactly what it smells like. And this, is how, and this is how I knew I had a very good nose. Like a few years ago, um, somebody heat something up a little too long. It was they, they heated up for far too long. And I was able to and, you know, I was walking around the kitchen and I was just just and I was like, why is that smell like that ammonia smell? And let me tell you, this is how I knew something was off. I smelt it, but only like when I really took deep breath, you know, real deep breath. And, yeah, and I didn't yeah. see anything around. So I was like, yo, I, and my wife's sitting there talking to me. And I'm Googling, hey, what is it? What's going on? You smell ammonia, but there's nothing burnt. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're probably about, you're, you know, it's like, yeah, you probably have like a brain cancer or something. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got brain cancer. Right. And that's exactly where my mind went. I'm like, because I don't see anything burnt. And then I'm sitting around, and then I sat there, and I, was, and I finally opened the microwave, and I was like, "Whose stuff? Whose stuff is this? This this burnt?" And I think, and I forget what it was. No, I know exactly what it was. It was those um, cordon blue, frozen cordon blues. Oh, oh! Yeah. Somebody somebody did that for far too long, and and but it was just I was just, I was pissed off because I'm sitting here googling, you know, WebMD and. Just sitting there, it's like, yeah, you're like gonna die in like the next three weeks or whatever. It's like, yeah, if you smell it, and you know, what? I remember exactly what it said. It said your liver is shutting down and that it's not filtering properly. So I'm just like, yo, I gotta, I gotta make an appointment tomorrow. I'm done. I smell ammonia in this house. All the while, it was the children and the microwave. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, definitely check the microwave, check whatever. Don't look at WebMD first because that's that'll get you in trouble. It, it, yeah, it no. Dude, from time to time, you're going to hear me pop my fingers, right? 
So, you know, our kids, yes, pop, 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 putty, pop, pop, pop. And it, it's one of those things that, you know, yes, I don't, I don't need a donuts. Thank you very much, though. Matter of fact, go check on the counter. There might be a donut for you if you go sit down and eat it. Okay. And so one of the things that I started with my kids, like, I hate having, I don't, yelling in public at them can't do. Like, I'm not even really going to fuss loud with you in public. Talk at a nice, sensible tone because that's how my parents did it. I'm, I'm not going to, like, this is not going to be an event in public. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I need to get your attention. I pop my fingers three times. Like, we got a bunch of parent signals, me and my mm -hmm. wife do, right? Like, one of them is the popping finger through to like, because I need you to know that there's something that you're either doing or not doing that you need to either stop or to actually do in the yeah. moment yeah. without me saying your name and calling attention to the vast amount of people that are here. And so I got I got the finger pop like that's the finger pops my thing. Right. I, yeah. It snaps real hard and really, really, really loud. Um, and it and it works. They know. Now, the sad part is when my when I'm with my kids and kids that are not my kids. The mother kids, they be like, what is that? My kids be like, yo, 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 sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> yeah, no. Because they know that if there's a fourth pop, like three pops, one pop is like, I need to pay attention. Two pops is like, you get on my nerves. Three pops is like, stop. If there's a fourth pop, there are consequences or repercussions, right? So, you know, I trained my dog with that at one point. <laughs> like, it, but it was, but like you, that's my, that was, that's my natural thing. Like even with my kids, like you know, the same thing. I'm like, hey, relax. Yeah. Oh yeah. Relax. But I grew up with parents that, oh, they would yell at me. Like my mother, my mother's Jamaican, my dad's from Detroit. Whatever. Like that's just what they did. You know, they probably, they, like they they yell across the yard at you or like oh, yeah. like. <laughs> oh yeah. Like yes. But but you know because because the way we grew up um, overseas uh, we were on these um, garrisons is what they call them and mine was where we lived at you could see me for maybe about a hundred meters or so so wow. in order to get my attention from all the way down there they had to yell oh I get that though that's that's different though that's different yeah, though. That's yeah different. we didn't we didn't have cell phones back then so you know yeah, yeah you, you had to do what you had to do. But yeah. cell phones. Oh my God! How did you live Ugh. without cell phones? Oh, it was the greatest. I got played outside in the dirt. It was great. Man, can we talk about for a minute <laughs> how our children will never be able to fully experience what it means to be outside all day? Like, don't come back. Like, <laughs> drink water from the faucet. Like, oh man, that was the best. Be one. Back. I, I don't want to see you to the lights till the street lights come back on. Like. I remember I remember my parents used to allow us in the summertime to leave the house at like 1030 after breakfast and we would literally be gone until it got dark at 830 again. <laughs> like gallivanting wow. in, a, in like a one and a half square mile radius of our home. Yep. Just doing whatever yep. wouldn't kill us. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I remember that. Those 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 were the days, and like your imagination was on like I, I think kids' imagination levels like here, ours here. Like, do you know how many sticks I had in my arsenal that were guns and swords? 
Like you would look at a stick, like man, that'd be a oh, that's Ooh, a good story. Yeah, I ain't got that kind of stick. Let me go ahead. Let me get yeah. that. Let me get that. <laughs> and then you would always before you went in the house, you try to leave it somewhere because you know you couldn't take it in the house. Man. And then you come back out and it was gone. You were like that was a that was somebody, a good story. somebody somebody robbed the armory. <laughs> somebody got me. Or like somebody be throwing out like a giant cardboard box and you're like <gasps> your eyes would just light up. You don't know what you were going to do with it, but you knew you were going to do it. Like, it was going to do something. It's going to be everything. It's going to be cars. It's going to be a, a spaceship. It's going to be a tent. It's going to be a cave. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. By the end of the day, I will have traveled to Mars and driven in the F in, in, in the Formula One. Good times, man. Oh, yeah. Good time. And then uh, what brings me back, uh, I look at this now, and I think just thinking about it, my, my, my knees would just explode. But, like, I used to jump from, like, Talk about it. Talk about it. And and the crazy thing is, I would land and just recall and be like, "Yeah, let's do it again." If I if I do that now, oh my god, we're not calling this generation soft by any stretch of imagination. All we're saying is that when we were younger, we used to jump from two stories up and make it work. That's all. Make it work. Concrete, make it work. Asphalt, make it work. Grass, make it work. Gravel. Make it work. <laughs> or, or or check this out. You ever had a swing contest to see how far you can jump? Yes. Yes. And we kept going after the kid broke his ankle. Yes. <laughs> yes. That one dude that just had to stretch out a little bit farther and broke his ankle. Yep. <clears throat> we left him right there and we finished. And then we went and helped him back. This man got his got his foot on the wrong way. And we're like, hey man, we got two more people. We <laughs> gotta go. Hey man, we gotta see who's gonna win this, man, because we ain't gonna be out here for out here for a minute. Or even playing uh tag and hide and go seek, and then the, the like the biggest accolade was, hey man, I never got to be it. You know, it's whatever. Y'all couldn't catch me. Don't, ugh. I remember, I remember playing hide and go seek with my cousins and their friends in the dark in Shreveport. Now, in Shreveport, now and I may not be rem- remembering this completely accurately. Because I was like eight or nine. Mm. And, you know, everything's different when you're eight or nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandmother, her house had one, two, three, four steps. And it had um, it had a porch, right, mm-hmm. in the house. So there's a crawl space underneath the house. And then uh, there was like maybe eight feet on each side to the next house. And there was like a fence. And, and there was like a backyard. And then across the street, cars parked and all this good stuff. So we were playing hide and go seek on that. And mm-hmm. I remember playing hide and go seek, uh, crawling under the crawl space, mm-hmm. uh, underneath and around cars, mm-hmm. jumping over fences, sliding head first into the porch because the porch was <laughs> home base. Like, dude, I remember thinking, looking back on it, I don't understand how I survived because <laughs> we were. It was either home base or die. Like I, <laughs> we would literally jump to try not to get caught because my cousin was so much faster than us. Yeah. When they got it, they they like run us down like they were Usain Bolt, and you'd have to jump or slide or whatever. Oh my god! Oh, yeah. oh like, those were the those were the days, man. This the and now we sound old. The good old days. Uh good old days. You know. Well, but I mean, you know, it's a little bit different because you know, like in my neighborhood. Uh, 
I can't trust my kids to be outside by themselves uh, because everybody wants to fly in and out of the neighborhood doing, you know, 60 miles an hour. I'm like, bro, like, relax. You're home. Like, you're... Your house isn't too far, like you know. You're not gonna get there much faster than 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 you could. Like you're gonna have to hit your brakes sometime. Like what's what's the problem here? Okay, I I know I seem like I'm angry a whole lot, <laughs> but the story I'm about to tell you, it's not gonna disprove that. Mm-hmm. So where we were staying in Charlotte, you come to the neighborhood and and there's it's like three roundabouts in the neighborhood. Oh no, two right. We're at the first roundabout, right? So it's our roundabout and then a quarter mile and then the light before you get to the main street. Mm-hmm. And there's a neighborhood behind, behind our neighborhood. So our roundabout was like the cut-through roundabout, right? And I'm good with it being a cut-through roundabout, except for in the mornings and in the afternoons when there are buses either in the roundabout or have stopped and are dropping off kids. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, I was taking my kids to the bus stop and cars were not stopping for the bus that had its the stop sign out, right? That made me upset. And then they wouldn't stop in the roundabout when the bus was in the roundabout letting kids off. Right. That made me upset. So you know what I started doing? I started pulling into the roundabout at the same time that the buses did in my Cadillac. So now can't nobody get through. (laughs) I used to pull into the roundabout. I used to hop out and let my kids out in the roundabout Mm -hmm. so that they could walk to the bus safely. Yep. And I, I used to stare down. I used to travel. That in the mornings I used to travel with my um with my axe. Let me tell you why. This is this is calculated. If I show you my gun, then I'm threatening you with mm. uh, a loaded weapon. Right. And it brings you for which I could be taken to jail just for showing you. Yeah. Right. If I shoot your car or you with my gun, that's gonna be assault, high level assault. All right. But if you don't stop in a roundabout and I chop your car with my axe, <laughs> it's like that's yeah. a misdemeanor property damage at best. You yeah. know what I mean? So I used to roll with my I used to roll with my axe. I, I got I got a big one, you know, tree trapping axe, and I got that small hatchet axe that you know uh, yeah, yeah. in my pocket just in case we had problems because people weren't stopping around about it. I'm like, y'all know. That this is the roundabout. Y'all see yeah. me here every morning. Y'all just need to calm down. That's, you, that's or, it. Or you see a school bus. Like, where's the respect for the fact that our youth are, you know, getting ready to get on the bus or get off the bus? Like, regardless. Like, what, what happened to the, in just back in the days, remember, even though they had like gangs and shootouts and all that, one thing was clear to everybody the kids were off limits. Okay, so that's nostalgia because that ain't exactly the case. All the, like it, we want to make it that, that way. It's not exactly that way, but True. yes, but there was something to be said about you know kids getting on and off a bus. Yeah, right. Like a bus stop for most places had an air of safety to it. Right, it's the reason why schools extended what would be um, the property of school to the bus stop. Like you fight at a bus stop, it's like fighting at school. You go to jail for that. Mm-hmm. So. 
as a student, you go to jail for that. So, and I understand why they did it because they had to preserve the safety for, for kids there. And it's just like, at, at some point, you know, you gotta be thinking about somebody more than yourself, mm-hmm. or at least you need to be thinking that there's a big black man in the middle of the roundabout that don't care none about you in your car, mm-hmm. that I promise you, if you roll up and you almost hit my kid, the next time I see you, oh, it will yeah, be yeah. the last time I see you. <laughs> And you know what? I don't. I don't think a judge fault you, fault you for that. I have nothing on my criminal record. Mm-hmm. I'm a peaceful man. I am a stalwart in the community. You know, I, I'm not a flight risk. I can. I can and will plead out to a misdemeanor with probation and house arrest stuff. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. But I know what y'all won't do. I know y'all won't be uh, flying through this roundabout at eight thirty when when kids are getting on the bus. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. And the, I, look, the sad part about it is, first time it happened, I called the police and I was like, "Well, we can't do nothing about it." We, what you mean? You can't do nothing about it. Too many bus sure, stops. Sure I ain't asking can. you about too many bus stops. I'm asking you about my bus stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just yeah. need you there for three days over the next week for twenty minutes. That's all I need. Yep. Dude, ugh. Angry black man syndrome. I'm not well, angry yeah. all the time. Well, just. so so speaking of police, have you ever heard? Have you ever seen like um, the police now have the cameras on the trunk of the car that look at the license plates of of the car that's next to them? Yes, yes, so, I have. What they just need to do is put that on the buses and just capture the people that run those things. Yeah, and and then just hey, fines in the mail. Don't even worry about it. Well, here, here's here's a sad part about that. <clears throat> I'm not even really in favor of them having it on the hood of their car to capture license plates. I think that's an invasion of privacy at some particular point. So, as much as I would be in favor, I mean, I feel like there's too much surveillance as it is. You know what I mean? Like, well, well I mean, come on, man, you're an IT too. It's, it's, it's you know, it's just going to get worse. Like in California, they have these license plates that are digital. So there's an evolution there where at some point all the license plates will be digital. And if you don't pay your tag, it's just going to be blank. But or, they don't, then, mm. or we take it or we take a step further. You don't pay your tag. Your, our cars are so smart now. If you don't pay for pay your registration each year, your car just doesn't start. Which is why I will always keep. <laughs> I'm actively plotting. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. I'm actively plotting to purchase a vehicle that has that does not a have an electronic starter, yeah, and b does not have an electronic throttle. Yep. I'm actively. They're getting more expensive by the day. Oh, by the week, like they're getting. But simply because at some point, you know, you're gonna need to be able to drive and not have to worry about somebody shutting off your star your car. Because you're driving. I mean, it, I know we sound like preppers, kind of, sort of, right? I'll <laughs> oh, yeah, tell you now. Black Man America, I've already thought about it. I've, mm-hmm. I've watched some shows that we would I would not normally watch just to be prepared for the just craziness that could follow. Like, I have, I have an American exit. Did I tell you I have an American exit plan? No, you did not tell me that you have an American. Okay, so 
I'm this very is, interested in, in hearing about this. This is this is way off of the show notes. Um, I don't know how we got here. Hey, we're here now. Here's the theory, right? Here's the theory. I know that our society we've become comfortable with, right? Mm -hmm. And our empire we become comfortable with. And so <clears throat> there's a very large majority of people that have never not ever considered the fact that America um could not be America, right? Like America could not have that never thought or considered America having war on its on its actual yeah. shores or right. That America as an empire could be in turmoil in a way that you would have to leave America, right? We see that in other countries. We see it in Ukraine. We see it in the South American countries. That's why they're flooding America. Yeah. Um, we see it in African countries. You know, it, we see it everywhere. But the question becomes, what what would you do? Like, what would you have to consider if you have to leave the country in a rush? Like, like what what would you do? Like, where would you go? Like, how would you get out? Like, how would you stay safe? Like. Sure. And those things call me a kook, call me conspiracy theory, call me whatever you want, right? <laughs> call me a wannabe prepper. But you think about those things, right? Like January 6th was happening. All of my vehicles were fully gas. I had go bags. I had go bags. I was purchasing ammo while it happened. I was trying to buy a shotgun, but they had run out. No, I'm, I'm dead up. I'm watching it on my phone. I'm in Academy Sports purchasing ammo and clips not lying oh. to you only because if this goes sideways i gotta get somewhere where i can get on a boat <laughs> no i i get it i believe me i get it it's just, so, it's just yeah it, it, I'm, I'm laughing because i represent like the rest of america watching this right now like what this guy's crazy but no there's some truth to there's there's a lot of truth to that and i i, I definitely i definitely understand i definitely like, i definitely get it and like, I, I fully admit that it's it is crazy talk. It is, but everything's crazy until it happens. Mm -hmm. Everything is crazy until well, it happens. Let's see. This is why um, nothing is completely outside of the realm of possibility for me. Um, that's why you know I don't take kids on boats. Boom! Ah! Ah! You know what? I'll give you that one. Normally, it's me walking somebody into that. And you brought that full circle, and I'm going to give you that. I'm going to give you that. Uh, and because I'm going to give you that, I'm going to pivot. I'm going to pivot to our show notes and just a general thought. So we had conversations last week mm -hmm. um, about some things, right? And one of the things that we talked about uh, was a conversation around domestic violence, right? And yeah. it started because of Kevin Porter Jr., and what seems to be his long record of violence and domestic violence, um, which surfaced recently when um, he committed assault on his then girlfriend, mm -hmm. right? Kyrie. Don Grzyk. Not going to screw up her name. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. But for those that don't know, he's been arrested. He's out on bail. He's going to be charged. And the reports have it that he assaulted her for reasons unknown, right? Assaulted her in a way that she had lacerations to her face from multiple punches to the face. And she had a fractures to her vertebrae from being punched in the face. Now, I don't know how hard you got to punch somebody in the face to fracture their vertebrae. But I can tell you this, 
Kevin Porter Jr.'s girlfriend was a WNBA player. Mm-hmm. So she was an athlete. Mm-hmm. Right. Athlete. Which means that he physically, you know, in the words of Dave Spell, had to hit her with all of his might to yeah. do something like that. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, at what point do we get to where domestic violence is not a thing from, you know, I think about it from a lot of different, different perspectives within the black community, number one, right? Because these are two people of color, right? right? But then from a male perspective, like, you know, we have these trivial um, joke conversations all the time. Like, you're rich, you're a basketball player. Why don't you just leave? Like, there are other right. women right. everywhere. Like, you play basketball in Houston. Bruh, you can get them legal. And, look, you can get them legal and illegal in Houston. Like, you can get people that will marry you just to become citizens. Yeah. So why would you put yourself in a position where you are, you know, physically harming a woman? Like, mm. I like, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't either. Um, you know, yeah, it's it's crazy because I, what could could have transpired in order for you to hit this woman the way you did? Like in general, like honestly, and I and I, you know, we'll go ahead and say it. Like I, we don't condone putting our hands on a woman for no reason. Definitely, none whatsoever. Like ain't no ain't no reason to 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 put your hands on a woman like that. Like that's that's absolutely crazy. And <clears throat> you know, right now the, the Houston is trying to figure out a trade to get him off the team. I'm like, they're gonna release him. They're gonna they're going to cut him. Um, yeah. and and nobody's gonna pick him up. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like you're 23, 23 years old, and your career is over with. Over something that you did in the moment. Don't let uh, 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 an emotional moment cost you the rest of your life. And this is exactly what he did. Can 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 I take a moment? Right, I'm going to see if I can find some levity in all of this. Right, because it's a very it's extremely heavy subject. Because, you know, we're not, there's no reason if, if you have, unless your life is in danger, there is no reason to punch a woman, right? Right. If your life's in danger, like if she's actively stabbing you, okay. Getting ready to shoot you, you You know, get off you. Yeah. Like there's, there's an understanding there's, there are concessions for that. Right. But aside from that, like. And 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 I think that a lot of women want men, particularly black men, to be able to say the words, it's not acceptable mm-hmm. because it's not, right? It's never been acceptable for me. And I've never been in a situation where I felt the need to, or I've never been around people that were close to having that interaction, right? right. Like we've all been near arguments that we've broken up, but by and large, thankfully, I've never had to make the decision, but- the question at this moment becomes, what would I be willing to do? What would I be willing to do to help someone else avoid this? Mm. And what advice do we give um, men, older, younger, as a whole? Like, I don't get it. For younger men, you know what I tell them? Bruh, when I was in my early 20s, 
if at any moment I thought that I had to consider violence toward you, mm-hmm. my presence is no longer compatible with yours. Right. Matter of fact, in my early twenties, I you would just be replaced. Yeah. Like right. I can get a I can get a new model. I don't have to deal with this. <laughs> no, I mean in my early twenties. Yeah. Well, yeah, what? yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't have to deal with this. Later. <laughs> like, bye. Why would I clearly I'm not the man for you. Mm-hmm. If I've got to consider if I can't deal with you without being uh, respectful and considerate and and not being violent. Clearly, I'm not the man for you, and clearly, you're not the woman for me. And because yeah. there are quite a few models out there, I can go find another. I can go find another anything to be compatible with, or I could just go play Xbox. That's how it was. <laughs> I mean, PlayStation at the time, mm-hmm. dating myself, PlayStation at the time, but still, like we have to, you know, have those conversations. Like I'm, I have those conversations with my son and with my daughter mm-hmm. simply because. They need to understand what the standards are, um, and we need to be able to speak out to make sure that other men understand what the standards are as well, right? You yeah. know, they don't mean don't mean we got to go around being Superman all the time, right? You know, but sometimes well, a voice why, is enough. Well, but that's that's why it's very important for anybody to have some sort of hobby, some sort of outlet, so then that way it does not stuff like that does not get bottled up. So then in the moment, your first your first reaction isn't to resort to violence. You know what? It, the way you saying that calls into question a whole like a whole host of other considerations, right? There's the standard, right? That violence, right, against women is just not acceptable. Right. right. Like men don't do those things. And if you want to be considered one, then you got to be able uh, to not do those things. Like you, you got to be able to um, control your anger mm. or remove or look or remove yourself so that that is not something that you engage in. Right. It's either one or the other. But even beyond that, like what are you doing? Like what progress have you made in either being able to communicate your anger or mm-hmm. your frustration? So that your resort is not violence, right? So that the answer to your question or the answer to how you feel is not violence. I think that too many people first, men in particular, don't have the skills to deal with themselves or their ego or their anger or their hurt without resorting to violence. Like it's. But you, okay. So now, now that you say that. And, my, you know, your son is not too much older than mine, but I mean, they're still going through somewhat the same thing, like in school. So in school, if somebody's clowning you, the only thing you have is to, all right, now, wh- wh- what's up? What's up? You know, and, and first off, the kids don't even fight anymore. They just go straight to guns. But, you know, but now you're forced to defend yourself. You know, against something that you really don't even have to do, really do in the first place. Like, like these it, these kids are not like like this kid is uh, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. He's not he was not well prepared for this. And I will and I'll honestly say, no, I, I wish I would have had better um, advice going into marriage because you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about your spouse, and they're just at the boyfriend, I assume boyfriend and girlfriend phase, and you're already here. Like that, 
But, you're, but, you're already up here, but you haven't even gotten this far into the relationship yet. Like, that's, we, that's we're, we're gonna come back to the marriage portion of that comment because that's very poignant. But like, let's be very clear. It shows that, and and when you look at okay, so when you look at Kevin Porter Jr.'s history, mm-hmm. right? He's in Houston because he got traded from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. He got traded from Cleveland because he got into some foolishness and was violent there. Mm-hmm. And and if you dig far enough, you'll find out that in college he had issues as well. Yep. Right. So we know that he has issues, and we know that they haven't clearly they haven't been worked on to the point where he can process them without violence. Right. Right. There are a whole host of things that go along with that. But it makes it makes us ask ourselves and ask other people, particularly our viewers, like what have you done to process the trauma that's in your life? Right. What what have you done to grow to the point where you can communicate your anger without having to use violence? Like, because that that is a part of self-growth, right? Which many people don't talk about, like you said, when you start talking about marriage, right? Because what marriage does is it it shines a very bright and penetrating light on all of the areas that you have not worked on or grown from of yourself. Right. It does. And unless you're willing to work on them, unless you have worked on them, unless you're willing to work on them, and unless you have a spouse that's willing to stay with you while you work on them, mm-hmm. marriage can be the worst. Right. Like, it's a thing. Well, but, I mean, also, you know, there there's not a lot of platforms for, you know, I'm not making excuses for the guy at all, but, <clears throat> you know, I don't know how he was brought up, but I can assume, but I'm not going to just assume um, in, in this instance. But, you know, there's not a lot of places for men to actually be able to actually voice their opinions, voice like uh, their feelings. Cause I mean, you know, sometimes when they're voicing their feelings, they're looked at as weak or, or whatnot. But I mean, that's not necessarily the case being emotional, mm-hmm. you know, being emotionally intelligent is just as good or even better than being intelligent, you know, just intelligent yeah. or smart. smart. Yeah. You know, yeah. honestly, there's a lot of people who, if you met somebody who is truly emotionally intelligent about, and it could tell you and voice their opinions about themselves and or whatever's going on, you'd probably honestly be shocked because, you know, in, in society, we're just, as men, we're not taught really to, to do any of that. Well, yeah. Okay. So in a, in a, in a parallel conversation, right. In a parallel, in a parallel conversation, we've got to look at not just, what people have not done or not had the opportunity to do. We have to look at the conditions that create right. um, the willingness to accept those actions. Right. Um, at this point in my life, I'm trying very hard to create and to um, share community with people. Right. Because what I'm coming to understand is that what many people lack is being in community with people, right? There, there's, there has been um, a, an emphasis on personal gain, on personal wealth, um, on personal achievement, um, right? You, you get a job, you do well, you move out to the suburbs, you got this big house, you're away from people, you know, 
and not necessarily a sustained uh, focus on the need to be uh, within a group of people that come to know you and come to help you grow. Right. And one of the things that makes me sad about particularly about Kevin Porter and about a lot of young men is that they don't get the chance to be a part of a community that helps them to grow. When I think about Kevin Porter, I think about the fact that he, he was a Houston Rocket, that he was a Cleveland Cavalier, that he was on a college basketball team, that he was on a high school basketball team. And none of those groups of people mm-hmm. that he was around in or attached with created a community that in which he could discuss the issues that would bring him to violence right. and never had or never took the opportunity to challenge him to grow beyond what would be an answer to this argument with a woman being violent. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like you said, men don't have a place to express themselves, but men also don't have a place to be challenged by mm-hmm. the people looking that one that they know want uh, either what's best or better for them. Mm-hmm. And they're willing to challenge them to be better or to do better. And without that, like, how do you, I tell people, I tell people all the time, I don't, I'm not mad at uh, uh, teenagers that enter into games. All they're saying is I want a community mm-hmm. that's going to help me be something other than what I am now. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're yearning for it. And what gangs do, they give that to them, right? They Kids find that community in, in sports teams or in clubs, theater, and dance, uh, um, hockey and, and fencing and gymnastics. They find it. Uh, uh, outside in their community. Used to be you found your community in your actual community, right? But now you may or may not know your neighbor. Chances are you don't have a good relationship with them or you don't know them. Um, And the people that you spend time with, people on your sports teams, people at your school, live so far away that there's no immediate and current community that you can be involved in that can see you through times such as this, that can see you have an issue and help speak to what you can do better and grow from in that issue. And I think about Kevin Porter Jr. and all of the sets of communities that he's been in, and none of them have been willing to look at him and say, you need to get therapy for this. All Mm. of them having the ability, right? All of them having the ability to provide therapy, the Houston Rockets, Cleveland Cavaliers, the college that he went to. And I would imagine the high school that he went to, the right. only reason I say that is because if he went to college, he made it to the NBA, that means he was in college. If he was in college, that means he was pretty good in high school. Right. That means he was connected either to someone or to something, probably an AAU coach, who should have been able to say to him, either I'm going to teach you how to be a man or I'm going to help you get the therapy that you need so that you can not self-sabotage yourself when your life is starting to be on the ascent. Well, right? so now the question becomes, was it actually self-sabotage or was it more so like you like you said? He was in high school, college, pros. At some point, those people feel entitled. But, okay, so here's the thing. Here's here's my thing. Not going to say the thing. Here's my thing. One of the things that makes me angry is people that have the ability to nudge people in the right direction that don't, right. right? If I'm your college coach, and I know you have an anger issue. You gonna be with counselors, mm-hmm. right? Like if I'm the Cleveland Cavaliers and I select you as a draft pick, and I know you have had anger issues and situations, and what you call it, then as a part of your deal, you gonna oh, have yeah. to go see 
You have yeah. to go see a, a head doctor. You have yeah. to go see uh, a, a therapist, right? Oh, yeah. If I'm getting you from Cleveland with your record in Houston, then you're going to have to, like, at some it, point. There, there, there was an opportunity at each stop to be like, hey, we need you to kind of do this if 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 you could. Like, because I mean, yeah, if I'm giving you 63, like he he signed a four year, $63 million deal. Like, I'm going to give you this money. Like, I, I need to know I'm going to re- get a return on my investment. And and honestly, business wise, it makes sense. Like, hey, we know that uh, we want to give this man this contract, but we know he's had a history of domestic violence and other issues, blah, blah. OK, well, give him some counseling and let's make sure he's on. At least we do our due diligence. We've done everything that we can. So if he completely goes out the rails. You, nobody can say, well, uh, they didn't they they should have they should have looked into that because you're not going to tell me that you didn't know. Because if if like how Carmelo Anthony said, David with David Stern and the NBA, they work with the FBI. They know everything about it. like John Moran's situation. They knew everything that's going on. We know who you hang with. They, they know. know. We know your 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 boy's mama's where's where she stay at. We know her grandmama where she stay at. Nah. We got the tape. We yeah. have the tape. We know. We know. <laughs> so yeah, you're not gonna tell me these teams have no idea who they're getting in bed with. They know exactly who they're signing and how much money and why they're giving them that money. And it's like you guys have to do better. So here's the killer question though. We can talk about Kevin Porter because Kevin Porter's distance from us. What do we do? How do we bring this up to people that we know? Like, Mm. what's the conversation that we can have? How do we encourage people that we know that are in these situations to seek the help that they need, right? Because, you know, Americans are famous. And I say Americans (laughs) because it lumps us all together, right? I don't have to point at anyone because it encompasses all of us. But we're good at talking about people from afar, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what what's the conversation when I know you got anger issues, and I need to tell you that you got anger issues, right? What you know, what what am I willing to do when I see that you are escalating with uh, your significant other to a point where it could end in violence? And how do I, as a friend or as an acquaintance, uh, assist you in making sure that you don't flame and flame out and, and burn your life to the ground over something that could have been avoided. So, you know I mean? here, here's the funny thing about it, though. Anybody who has anger issues, they have that one person that they can talk to that they know that this person knows that they have anger issues. Like I've had a friend like that in high school and no matter how hot he got, I could step in front of him before something popped off between him and somebody else and he wouldn't hit me. I mean, you're not short though, dude. I mean, true, but still, but no, but it's, but, <laughs> I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I got you. Thanks, I got you. I mean, it's just like, at some point, this person recognizes something in you, which means they have those faculties to be able to say, you know what? Cool. I, you know, I'm just going to walk away. Like you have to, like, it's, it's your job as that, that person's friend, not to necessarily always be there, but it's like, hey, man, look, you know, we're boys and I need to be able to tell you when you're going left. And if you can't if you can't tell your friend when they're going left, they're really not your friend. Like I like I that's just that's that's the way I am. Like if if you can't tell me, hey, Dom, 
you know, I know you were talking about, you know, everything that's going on with you right now and, and, and you say it's them, but are you sure, you know, maybe, maybe it's you because as a, since we've been friends, you've done X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dang, for real. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't react, you know, like, oh, well, you're just, you're against me too. Like, you know, the whole Anakin Skywalker thing, like then you get the legs chopped off and then you turn to Darth Vader. Yeah. Wow. But, that it, went ultra dark real quick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's um. There, there's a lot to be said from being able, for being able to talk with someone that's on that ledge, with being able to, being willing to, um, and and actually doing it right, actually going and having that conversation with them, uh-huh. because it speaks to your level of concern for them that, you know, many people, you know will willingly acknowledge and reciprocate your level of calmness um, too. There's some, of course, that won't, but most people that are not completely incensed, you know, give you the ability or give you the option or the opportunity to bring them off of the ledge, which I think that we as men need to take more than we currently do. And if we do that, there'd be much less of Kevin Porter punching his girlfriend in the face, which I know we've been talking real heavy, uh-huh. but the rumor is she was sleeping. He went through his phone and he started punching her in her sleep, which I think is absolutely nuts. Well, and it, I, I, was just say, no, I don't find anything on what started. Like, honestly, that the yeah. context, context, give me context, because, you know, you could say blah, blah, blah. But it's like, OK, well, what started? And if you start saying yes, if, if it is true that he went through her phone while she was sleeping, first off, if you ever go looking for something. You're probably gonna find it. Number one. Man. What? what? <laughs> Here, here's my question: If you go looking through your significant other's phone and you don't find anything, have you accomplished your mission? No, because you're just gonna do it again until you until you find it. Until you accomplish your mission, and at that point, is the mission really worth it? Nah. I'm just saying. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Because, I mean, at some point, you're just like, you know, I just want peace of mind. Like, if I got to look through your phone, then you have to go down on the depth chart. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have, you're no longer a starter. You're coming off the bench if I got to go through your phone. Yeah, you, yeah, you can go. I mean, I mean just, just like you said. Yeah, I mean, just the, like the analogy. Like, if, if your coach can't trust you, you know, like, hey, man, look, I can't trust you to be out there. So, no. But yeah, no, it's it's lamentful, lamentful. It's frustrating. It's saddening to hear that. Yeah, because um, well, because I, I put it like this: if I if I just signed up for your sixty three million dollar contract, like, I, do you boo? Like, what you doing here? Like, what's going on? Like, bye. Like, I I'm gonna find me another one later. You could not clock how fast I would have left. <laughs> If I pull up the phone and and you got intimate conversations with someone else, yeah. I'm not taking anything with me. I'm just leaving. Yeah, just you know what? Well, she woke up. I'm gonna hey, leave you. Where you at? I'm gonna leave you in the apartment. Yeah, I'm gonna leave you in the hotel room. I'm gonna leave you in the car. You know, that's the thing I can't understand about the whole Tory Lanez Meg the Stallion thing. Like, I'd have left her in the car. Well, he's got a short man complex, so that's number one. But is he that short, though? Oh, he's short. You know what? I got to look it up now. <laughs> Tight. 
Hey man, come on man. We gotta leave our short brothers out of this. Whatever. It, it, it's uh how tall. Hey man, look, be, look, Bow Wow fumbled. Hey man, it's five foot three. Okay, this is gonna sound real bad. I know, and I got to the audience that's watching or that's listening. I say something absolutely ridiculous every podcast, and this is just borderline. Turlace is five foot three. Meg the Stallion is not. He had the shooter. That's the only way. <laughs> the only way. It's the only. It's the only way. I mean, if he's five foot three, what is he? One hundred and twenty five pounds. Man, he's got to be five eight, one hundred and fifty. He's not winning that. Megan the Stallion eight. <laughs> he is five ten, sir. He got a whole half a foot on this dude. But I mean, and it could have been happy to just been in the car with her. Like I said, Bow Wow fumbled the relationship with Sierra at one point. Short men complex. Ah, man. Short guys. I don't I, I don't know what that is, so I mean whatever. Hey man, I, I have love for my um vertically challenged brothers. I I understand that it's rough out here in these streets because <laughs> you don't have a six in front of your height. Women are irrational in that way. I completely agree. And deep down, they completely agree as well, but that we can't do anything with that. And it give you the, the right to lash out just because you can't sit on the ride at Carowinds. It's not my well, fault. I mean, they are doing leg extension surgeries now. Okay. Okay. We're going to wrap this up after this. So, can you please tell us more about these leg extension surgeries? Because I got a whole bit around it. So here's the so here's the interesting about you know leg extension surgeries. Basically, your body wants to repair itself, so they're just hacking it. Basically, they cut off sections of your bone and remove it, mm-hmm. and basically stabilize your foot or or your feet your your legs until the bones fuse back together, which means. It's going, and you separate it enough, but you can't do it like, you know, like six inches or a whole foot. That's just be stupid. You can actually do six inches. Oh. You can actually do six inches. You can't do more. There's not been one. As you can tell, I've Googled a lot. There's not been one more than six inches. Okay. But there has been a few. There have been two that have been six inches. And your body's going to adjust that, which means your body's going to make more skin. It's going to stretch your legs. It's going to fuse your bones back together. That's just the way your body works. It it wants to repair itself. Homeostasis. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah, that's the way it works. Now you're out of commission for a while because, yeah, you're missing a whole chunk. You got to be you have to be objectively wealthy to get the surgery done, because not only is the surgery a major surgery, I think you have to be bedridden for like two months. Like you have to be bedridden for two months. Like like you can't leave the hospital like you're there (sighs) for like eight whole weeks before you are able like. But then here. But then here's the other thing. The pain. Your bones have to fuse together. And then after, so like if you're bedridden for two months, you're not just going to be able to get up and just start walking. You still have to go through therapy in order to get used to that. So your running dynamics change. Your walking dynamics change. The uh, And then on top of that, you've been bedridden for two months, so muscular, uh, muscular atrophy. Like your muscles, you have to build those back up again. Like it is... Look, I've torn my Achilles, and that's and man, whatever. 
Y'all can have that. <laughs> okay. So um just as a reference, um it's hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Oh, I mean, if you didn't go to college for man. the surgery, that's that, number one. Yeah, right? that's too long that you're in a cast on both legs for three to four weeks, and it takes eight to twelve weeks before you can go back to any kind of physical activity. Mm. Okay. So let, let's start there. Mm. Now, in the event that you do choose leg lengthening surgery and you are successful in lengthening your legs, here's my question. What you going to do with the rest of you? Because ain't none of that changed. <laughs> your torso's still little. Your torso's still little. Your hands still little. Your arms still little. Your feet still little. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, the your arm- ears still little. Like yeah. your shoulders didn't get any broader. Nope. You gonna look out there be looking like a oompa loompa, like just <laughs> all disproportioned. Uh, well, I mean, you know, your arms you can do the same thing as your, you know, as your uh your legs. So I mean, can you do that? I didn't know you could do that with the arms. It worked. I not heard of that yet. I mean, scientifically speaking, it worked the same way. But you you wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it here. You do it here at your humus because it's just one bone. Here you would have to do two. Oh, bones. also you 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 gonna you gonna have you you have short forearms and a and a long bicep. Look, man, I was born above average height, so whatever you know. <laughs> Look, man, I, I'm just I'm not I'm just saying you gotta consider all the things because after you get done, you. It's, I mean, it's basically picking and choosing because you have to go to each body part. What can I do here, Doc? What about here? This is off. This is off. <laughs> I have a question for you. If I was, if, if my father had gotten leg lengthening surgery and arm lengthening surgery, and I was born and I was only five three, I'd kick him in his surgery surgically repaired femur. <laughs> you knew that that I was going to have this problem. So yeah. now you look like a giant. A disproportionate giant, and 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 I'm a midget, right? No, yeah, absolutely. It's selfish. It's extremely selfish. And then, I mean, depending on you know who your parent was and whatnot, now they've squandered your your inheritance at some point. So, good job. No, nah, I I just think I just think it's funny. I, I mean, I get it. You know, it's cosmetic surgery, much like all cosmetic surgeries. It doesn't, you know. Um, well, speaking of cosmetic surgeries, you, you know, well, I think the rate of uh, Women wanting to get BBLs have Please a- no, no. Why? Why? Look, man, you brought it up. You brought it up. I, I did had- not bring up BBLs. I brought up. I did bring up cosmetic surgery, but that's. I was trying to avoid that conversation. I mean, nah, like, I think the rate of women wanting and actually going to get BBLs has reduced since, you know, the genius that went over to Mexico for and got abducted by the cartel. Ain't anything about that. They just want to go. They they want a vacation. They want to come back looking like a bumblebee. <laughs> but the, but then also like <laughs> like an ant. Like I mean, wh- but why would you go to Mexico of all pl- like? No, I understand. It depends, on where, it depends on where in Mexico you go. Understand that it's probably cheaper to go outside the country, but the risk of infections, man. Like, hey man, you know how they got to fly back? <laughs> Please enlighten me. This is gonna be stupid. <laughs> oh yeah, this is gonna be dumb. You can't sit down. 
after you have the surgery. No, no, this is not me being funny. It's not me being funny. Mm. You can't sit down. So you have to fly back on your knees in the chair. No, stupid. This is dumb. It's it's too much. It's too much. Like it's too much to do. And then, like from what I understand, like you're draining for so long after that, and then like you got to wear this stupid thing to compress your body. Like it, you know, it it makes me very sad. The pressure that women are are under to to look a certain way. Right. It makes me very sad. The lengths that women have to go through to to be um esteemed of self right? right um and and you know i i wish that were not the case i wish that women didn't have that kind of pressure on them uh created by men and the male gaze and by women uh and 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 their willingness to to be in comparison with with other women yeah i, I told but my wife a long time ago like we would go places and you know Definitely, you know, for herself, she wants to put on the makeup or whatnot. I always, I always remind her, you don't need it. Like you don't, you don't, you don't need it. I, I get, I, I get if that's what you want to do, but just, just so you know, if you it were solely about us, right? There are a lot of things they would do differently, a lot of things they wouldn't do, but it's not solely about us, right? right. That and that, that's the thing. That's why, I, like, I understand the BBL. You know, there, there's just like I understand breast implants, like. Or breast reduction, right? I get it. I just wish that the pressure. What? What? Wait. Wait. What? What's the? What's the? I don't agree I, with any of it. You don't agree with any of it? Any of it? Not even breast reduction. Why not? God put them there for a reason. He did. He put them there for a reason. I don't think he wanted them to be that big all the time for a reason. Or else you want to know why? Or else he would have made better bras. Look, man, he could have been—he he couldn't do everything, you know. Faith without works is dead, all right. You he know, need better bras. You know how bad bras are. Like, at some point, and I bought—I purchased a lot of bras. There's not like a one. There's not a bra right. that like you can't. It's like sneakers; they all run different sizes. <laughs> Like if you get a Nike, yeah, in Nike I wear like a, a, a yes, twenty. Not what I was gonna say. <laughs> For the record, not what I was gonna say. But okay, we'll roll with that today. <laughs> oh man, mm. that's um, that's our time, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, no, I. Hey man, it's okay. Okay. Since we're in this rabbit hole, mm-hmm. we're almost at we're almost at ninety minutes, right? Mm-hmm. We're good. I gotta ask you the lightning round real quick. All right, what's okay. up? So, reductions, no. Implants, no. Oh God, no. that's worse. Um, what about weave? Weave, you good with weave? My wife's all natural, so. Okay, so so no with the weave. Man. What 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 about makeup? I mean, if you just want to throw on some lipstick or something, cool. But like the whole, like the whole, like when they say I'm about to go beat my face, like no, mm-hmm. no, not that, thing. not that whole thing. Okay, okay. What, what about earrings? Yeah, I mean, hey, I'm I'm an agnostic on that one. I don't really care. What about waxing? 
you know, I have, <laughs> I have a preference, but I roll with what, whichever on that one. <laughs> whichever. I'm not. I'm asking your preference, right? Because yeah, I'm, no. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out where the line in the sand okay. is. It doesn't bother. It, it. Yeah, I don't really care either way. Hmm. At least you're consistent. Yeah. At least you're consistent. Amen. But we will revisit this when I when I find out exactly what scenarios your line stops at. We will we will return. Don't oh, I, t- oh, I tell you, <laughs> whenever we yeah, whenever that I get to that line, I'll, I'll let you know. I'll be like, yeah, that's the line right there. I- okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. Oh. 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 Yep. Oh. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not getting in trouble today. All right. So <laughs> now, nope. that, now that now that I'm we were to um, now they, they want to know. No, I'm bailing. I'm putting. I got to say something for another time. I'll say something for another time. All right, all right. Yeah. No. Anyway. All right, guys. You you want to get that question? I was I was looking forward to it too, but you know. Oh, it's yeah. a good question. It's it's a very good question. Very, it's a very very point for as someone that has purchased a lot of bras. It's a very poignant question. It's very important. You know. So, but we'll we'll talk about that another time. Uh, I need to find out exactly where Dominique draws this line. But until then, until then, until then, thank you guys for watching. Please make sure you like, subscribe, comment down in the below section, in the comment section below, whatever, whatever I was trying to say there. Um, definitely want you guys to uh, continue to interact with us. Please uh, lock in with us so then that way uh, hit the subscribe button so that whenever we post new episodes, which we normally do every Friday, so this episode will air on Friday, September 22nd, um, <clears throat> you will get notified. Also, if you cannot watch the videos, we are published on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, I'm working on Amazon Music very soon, um, but yes. We, you can listen to us in the car and your in your morning drive. Thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys, and uh, we will see you guys in the next one. How about them cowboys? Uh, whatever. <laughs>